This small child, this tiny, fragile life, carries with it the hope of all humanity. This small voice, now crying out in dark chambers, will one day still the raging sea, will call forth the dead to rise and live. This voice will declare it is finished and shatter the grip of sin. These small hands, now grasping for comfort, will one day restore sight to the blind, will break bread and feed the multitudes. These hands will feel the piercing cold of an iron spike and bring salvation through surrender. These small feet, now wrapped in cloth, will one day travel countless miles upon dusty roads, will stand firm upon rushing water. These feet will crush the snake's head and step forth from an empty tomb victorious. This small child, this wondrous, perfect gift, is Jesus, our Savior, the promise of eternity. to be able to gather and to assemble together in the presence of Almighty God, have His Holy Spirit be present with us, to be able to gather as a family and to worship our amazing God and Savior. If you uh, did not receive communion there at the back to take with you to your seat, uh, please, during the service, you can make your way back. Naomi is there with the table to give that to you if you didn't get a chance to have that. Want to give you a couple heads up on that that is non-alcoholic. We make sure that it is not. We realize that a lot of people in recovery and things, and we don't use wine. We use grape juice, and the wafer is with it. We will be having the communion later in the service, and we have practice an open communion. We will read the scriptures and explain some things to you when we do that, but we believe that it is very personal between you and God, and it is about your relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and that's what it's all about. And so we will look and read those scriptures that God has for us to challenge us with in his word. Another heads up thing is uh, we're going to have service on Sunday morning. We appreciate you all in your service and everything. We realize that many people will be with family. We will be here 9, 15, and 11 to have our worship services on Sunday. So thank you for being with us this evening, uh, taking the time out to be here in the presence of God and with one another. I want to open with a prayer and let you know how we're going to proceed forward. So Father, we love you. We thank you so much. God, we... Uh, I've been traveling this season of Advent, looking forward to this moment where we would stand together in your presence as the family of God in the sacred assembly and recognize the amazing gift of love that you have given to us as we gather. And so tonight, Lord, as we assemble, as we sing songs, as we participate, hear the amazing story of your love for us. We ask you to just honor us with a tangible presence 
In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We begin every uh, Christmas Eve service by reading the Christmas story. And so after we read the Christmas story, we'll have some songs that we will sing together as a congregation. We will have communion. Then we'll have a closing uh, song and prayer. So that's the order of the service that we'll have this evening. And I'd like to begin tonight by reading to you that in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, if you know God's word in the story of that, you remember Zechariah and Elizabeth did not have a child. The angel visited um, Zechariah when he was doing his priestly duties in the temple, and God told him that he, he sent an angel to tell him he was going to have a, a son, and his name would be John, and he was John the Baptist. He would be the forerunner of the Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, when Elizabeth was pregnant, the Word of God tells us that in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. I think it's critically important for us to understand as we read the story, and I won't continue to stop, I don't think, but I want us to know that, you know, when God promised King David that it would be from his lineage that there would be a king, that his throne would never end, and this is God's promise that Mary and uh, Joseph himself were both from King David's lineage, even though Joseph was not the biological father of Jesus, he was still known as the father of Jesus amongst the family and the community. And, and Mary herself was a descendant of the King David. So here we go. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. One more pause. Got to pause right here. It's important for us to see this. If you've been watching the devotionals with us daily in the last three days, we've been talking about what Scripture tells us about Jesus being human, Jesus being God, and how he came as God in the flesh and preexisted in Bethlehem. He was there in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. The reason I pause right here is because you will notice in the Scripture when you read it, the Scripture, the angel tells Mary... That, that he will be called the Son of God. Right? Okay. Jesus is God. But notice that the angel says he will be called the Son of God. So we call him the Son of God, but he is God. Okay? And the, the message from God's angel, the messenger, is very clear. He'll repeat that again. You'll see it. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Amen. Amen. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first ten, uh, census taken 
when Quirinius was governor of Syria, all returned to their ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born, and she gave birth to a firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging in the inn. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. As we read the scriptures and we look at what God says to us, and God spoke to Joseph in a dream, and the angel brought a message to him and telling him as he considered his fiancée's pregnancy that he was going to put her away. And the angel said to Joseph, no, this is of God. And when the baby is born, she'll call him Jesus. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as they did this, the prophet spoke the message in Isaiah in his word, look, the virgin will conceive and bear a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, Joseph was obedient. Mary was obedient. They both came and did exactly what God said. Remember, as we look in the word of God, that God is always looking for our obedience. Mary and Joseph both were obedient to the message that God gave, and they came. And as they were in Bethlehem, the word of God says that that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And the radiance of the Lord's presence surrounded them. Isn't that awesome? He was there. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find him, the baby, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. There he was, lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen because it was just as the Lord had told them. Isn't he awesome? God's so good, man. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. God is so good, isn't he? He is good to his word. Father, we love you. We thank you. This is the story of our salvation. God, we recognize tonight that you came as one of us in the fullness of time that we might receive from you this amazing relationship that was only possible because of your love for us. Thank you. We worship you today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead, brother. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Merry Christmas. As you uh, stand to sing, or if you can, stand to sing and uh, worship with us Christmas carols. Uh, we're kind of doing like a little different than what everybody's used to tonight. So we're, <laughs> we're going to do it like throwback, 90s style with the piano and, and very minimal. Okay, I grew up in a church like that and I loved doing that. I looked forward every year to coming into the church on Christmas Eve uh, night and one person would get on the, pl- the piano and everybody would just be like singing ca- Christmas carols around them, you know? So that's kind of what we're doing here tonight. We want everyone to join in, every voice in this place to praise Jesus for coming here and dying for you and me. I'm so grateful to him. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We're here to worship you. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep. The silent stars go by, yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. Oh, morning stars together proclaim the holy birth, and praises sing to God the King, and peace to men on earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human the blessing of His hand. No ear may hear His coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive Him still, the dear Christ enters in. Oh, holy child of Bethlehem, descend on us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and never pining till he appeared and the soul felt its A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder grace, a new and glorious morn. When Christ 
to be with you as we share together tonight communion as we come before the Lord recognizing that he has come for us that he did something for us that we could not do if you did not receive a communion cup when you came in they're right there in the back Naomi's back there with the table if you would like to receive those please do we're going to read some scriptures and talk to you for a moment as we look at all that God has done for us the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth isn't he amazing 
See, in John 1, when we read that, he lets us know, and these are the scriptures that teach us that Jesus pre-existed prior to Bethlehem. There's some false teachings and false faiths out there that tell us that Jesus came and started his existence at Bethlehem. But the word of God, when you spend your time reading God's word in the Bible, and what it tells us is that the word was in the beginning with God, and that he was God, and nothing was made without him. He's so, so incredibly awesome. Full of grace and truth. As we continue to move forward and we think about the golden text of the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only. Now church, when I read that to you today, I, um, I want to share something with you that happened to me this week. Um, someone brought me a gift and, um, and you know, we were doing some stuff and, uh, you know, I'm real uncomfortable with getting gifts and stuff, and I don't know what, I mean, I know some of my problems, I don't know all of them, God's trying to walk me through those issues, you know, but you know, when, um, when the individual, you know, gave it to me, um, she made a statement and said, you're not real good at receiving gifts, and it wasn't a bad thing, she was just saying something, because I was like, you shouldn't do that, and I'm like, very uncomfortable, you know, all of a sudden, all that I feel this incredible pressure of everyone looking at me. And uh, from my, you know, before Jesus life, when I created issues for myself, um, became introverted into myself, tried to be invisible to the world. I hated myself and the world around me. I didn't know Jesus. I heard about him. I knew who he was by up here, but he wasn't in my heart. And so when this young lady said that to me she was there and my wife and I said something I went outside and I was working and I was thinking about that that thought you know like I was like "Mm, I didn't I mean I didn't think about it I didn't realize I wasn't good at that you know I mean I didn't know I showed it I knew what I felt inside that I was just real uncomfortable and like wanted to shrivel up and kind of disappear but I didn't know that I showed that to anyone else, right? And so when she said it to me, it was kind of like a, okay. Went out there, I was thinking about it, and I talked to my wife today, and I was just like, I didn't really realize that. I went out, I apologized to her later, the young lady. And then I was talking to my wife, and she said, well, I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I mean, it's different between us, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's like, we're just kind of who you are together. You know what I mean? I mean, she's my wife, and I know. And then I was like, you know, really, I've, I haven't been good at receiving things throughout my whole life, and I didn't recognize it. So I apologize to my wife. I apologize to you, for those of you that have expressed your love to me, and maybe I want you to know it's not that I don't appreciate it. I do there's this thing inside of me. So I began to pray and I'm, I'm, all this has to do with our verse. As I was talking to the Lord about that, I asked them to forgive me and help me and heal me from whatever that crazy thing is in there that still exists from what I created myself to be before I knew him. Because one thing I do know that when I received God's gift for me, which is for you and I, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, That whoever believes in him, including Dave, (laughs) shall not perish but have everlasting life. When I came to him and he gave me that gift, I gladly received it. And in that moment, he began a transformation in me. 
and he's still working on me. I tell you that all the time as he's changing who I am. And when I began to walk with God, I recognized that I was never made as an introvert, but that my life choices, that I refused God, refused the love of my family, refused people around me, that I shut myself off from the world and all the things that I did, those were decisions that Dave made, that that wasn't who God ever made me to be. Never did he intend me to be that. And so as I came to him and received this amazing gift, God said, now let me transform you and begin to make you who I made you to be. And that process is ongoing. And so tonight, if you're uncomfortable with receiving, remember as we receive this, the greatest gift you'll ever receive is this gift from God. For God so loved you (laughs) that he gave us Jesus himself to come and give his life for us. And the word of God says that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Isn't that great? That's the good news, man. That's why he came, to save me and you, to give us a new hope, a new life, a new way of living. He is an incredible God. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Man, God is so good. He showed his love for us. I'm reading scripture to you right now. God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. <laughs> See, when the Lord gave us communion and he told us that, you know, every time we do this, we do this in remembrance of him. He's giving us a tangible gift to recognize and to remember that he did this for us with his own life, that he came so that you and I could experience life, and that he did it for us before we ever received it, before we ever acknowledged it. He still did it for us, and he did it recognizing that many would never accept it. But he still loves us. 1 Corinthians, it tells us, the Apostle Paul writing to the church, I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And the top layer of that cup there, you can pull that top little cellophane off, and there's a wafer there, and you can receive that. You can turn some lights up a little bit back there so they can maybe see what they're doing. Not that that may help you. You might need a child to help you with that thing. I don't, I'm sorry, it's just, this is the way it is. So, you know, when Jesus did this, he said he had given thanks and he broke it. So, Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you, God, so much for the amazing gift you gave to us. For, Lord, it is not just something wrapped in a bow. Was suffering, was receiving my sin, our sin, upon a sinless, perfect, and holy Savior. We know, Lord, that there was physical suffering that took place, but we also recognize, Lord, that when you received our sin on your sinlessness, it was the greatest burden that you carried. 
Church, on that night, the Word of God tells us that we should examine ourselves before we receive the communion to make sure that our heart is right with God. The reason why we practice an open communion today is because of the love that God has for us and the freedom that He offers to each and every one of us to receive His amazing love for us. The Word of God tells us that if we receive the communion wrongly, that we bring judgment upon ourselves. So a lot of people are afraid to take communion. They're like, well, I'm not touching that, but I want you to know the reason for this is the examination of ourselves to make sure that we're right with God because if you can't take communion, you need to repent anyway. Don't you dare walk out of here without making your heart right with God. So that's what we're doing. Taking a moment to get our heart right with God. So we're just going to pause before we eat this bread, recognizing, Lord, that you did this for us. So we just want you, Holy Spirit to reveal to us what is in us that you desire for us to bring to the surface and repent and turn to you with and for as we wait before you now. ready take the bread and he said do this this is my body which is broken for you as often as you would in remembrance of me and you can eat thank you Lord <laughs> so here they are gathered in the upper room eating the Passover dinner together and Jesus says that he had longed to do this with them and that he would not drink of it again it was fulfilled our Passover lamb our wonderful and amazing savior he shed his blood for us for without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins God's law life was in the blood and therefore sin demanded life as a punishment and a payment and therefore God paid the price for you and I for God so loved and he did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Therefore, when we receive the cup, we understand that it is because that Jesus paid the price for my sins and yours, that we have the opportunity to have this relationship with God. And so on that night, he took the cup and he raised it to heaven and he blessed it. Father, we thank you and we praise you for this small tangible thing that you've given us to remember the incredible sacrifice that you made for without the grave, Without the cross and the empty grave, there is no Savior. Tonight we receive this, Lord, recognizing that it is a symbolism of your blood that was shed for us. Take and drink. Thank you, Lord. Father, we're so humbled as we do this in remembrance of you and who you are. God, we thank you as we are here in your presence for what you've done for us. We recognize, God, that this plan that you had instilled from the foundation of the world was for the redemption of our souls, and we embrace that. And thank you, for it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with us? We'll have one final song here.
Father, we love you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for today. Go with us, Lord, as we leave this place. Comfort the hearts of those that are lonely and hurting tonight. Lord, be with us in our celebrations, and let us remember that it is all about you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dismissed. God bless you. Merry Christmas.